as you're gambling on college football, just remember, this is for entertainment purposes only. You lose a little money, it's something you can afford to lose. There's worse things in life. For instance, you could be Nick Chubb. You're not. You're just getting guaranteed winners from the sixth-year seniors. And now, from a smoky sports bar off the Las Vegas Strip, after the final tickets have been cashed out for the evening, counting their money, or what's left of it, it's Alan Capps and Mike Watson, the sixth-year seniors! Mikey, how you doing? Oh, I'm worn out. The shoot job's stretching me all over the place. We talked a little about that before we hit the red light. It's hot. Summer came back with a vengeance down here at Six Year Senior South. Thank God I'm traveling next week because it'll be cooler where I'm going. God, I just I want fall to happen. It's not going to happen for another month down here. So, it is what it is. Dude, this is the time of year where everybody loves California and doesn't mind paying high taxes. The weather is gorgeous here. The highs have been in the low 80s. Nice breeze blowing. Absolute beautiful sunlight. This is California's finest right here. Yeah, the heat index here was like 112 this afternoon after the rain came through this morning. So, yeah, yeah, very nice. Yeah, well, you know, but you pay lower taxes, dude. And you you have free gun access. What more well, can yeah, you but want? Yeah, yeah, free gun access to blow my brains out after <laughs> this summer. Good grief. Lost track of how many 100-degree days we had. We had like 30 days of 105-degree temperatures or higher. Like a full month's worth of just super high. It was ridiculous. It was stupid. What's up when you mentioned the Nick Chubb in the in the in the intro here, man? I was feeling good, and then you, man, you just got me on. That was nasty. Somebody dropped it on my had a Facebook chat. Somebody just pearl harbored it in brutal. Did you watch it live? I, I didn't. In fact, I have not seen it. Uh, okay, I, I saw the 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 group Facebook chat. Somebody else, a friend of ours, said I inadvertently saw it, and at that point I went, "Nope, I'm not. I'm not looking." I've seen Joe Theismann. I've seen Alex Smith. I, I don't think I need to see Nick Chubb. It was a point nine on the Napoleon McCallum scale. Yeah, that's bad. If you remember that, yeah, it was bad. Did you see the replay where where Joe Buck announces it? He said, "Yeah, we're not going to show you the replay." But then they, while he's saying this, they show the replay on the board at the stadium, and the stadium re- responds to it. No, no. All right, I'm a I'm a mark for for crowd responses. This was an all timer. I mean, it was. I, I, so you can hear the you can just hear the this, this the lull of the crowd in the background and you know. And Bucks talking is like you know we're not going to show this replay of of Nick Chubb's uh, injury here. It is not for the faint of heart. And he's in the middle of the sentence, and then it comes up on the stadium, and the whole crowd. Oh, oh it's really? like oh yeah it incredible incredible crowd reaction but a horrible 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 injury football is a violent violent sport and that's why these guys get paid millions of dollars to do it and for some reason they don't have guaranteed contracts that's absolutely ridiculous plug and play next man up next man up it's a brutal business that's why running backs don't get paid multi-million dollar contracts. For better or worse, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you, you know, worse for the player, better for the team. Because I, mean, what I saw was Cleveland just plug and played, and Jerome Ford looked pretty good. 
Yeah, Ford, Ford just jumped right in. It's like, okay, let's go. So yeah, so why pay Nick Chubb millions when you know any old guy can apparently play running back in the NFL? Saquon Barkley hurt this weekend too, so you you can guys get banged up. Those running backs, plug and play. So children, if you're in Pee Wee football right now, quarterback, wide receiver, defensive rush end, or linebacker, or I guess cornerback. The corner, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, nah, it ain't worth it, man. Don't play football. Before we dive into the picks here, I got another uh, another note for you. Did you see the rating? For for the Colorado oh, for, game, I saw it because you gave it to me. Oh my god! What well, what was it? Nine point seven. That doesn't even make sense. Something bonkers like that. Yeah, nine point seven or nine point seven million viewers, or ten times higher than the normal Pac twelve game that they plug in that spot. Yeah did didn't it say that it was the fifth highest all time college football game? On of ESPN. course, we're, we're talking about Colorado and Colorado State. Yeah, on ESPN, the fifth highest rated game ever on e- ever broadcast on ESPN. Re- regular se- that doesn't count bowl games, playoffs like that. Regular season game on ESPN for a West Coast late night start featuring a twenty three point favorite that ended at two in the morning on the East Coast. Actually, it was about two thirty. Doesn't he, that does not even make any comprehensible sense whatsoever. And at least, at least back to the point we talked about Monday, if Dion comes a year early, does the Pac-12 get saved? And I think the answer to that, based on that rating, is 100 million percent yes. Yeah, the Pac-12 wouldn't have been talking to Apple Plus about a TV deal. Yeah, it would, have been a, it would have been a bidding war between ESPN and Fox because Dion moves numbers. And God, if the whole league would have been playing the way they are this year, it would have been everything. Timing is everything, though. It's awful. Absolutely brutal. So speaking of the so the, the Pac-12's not surviving, at least unless we get some Vince Russo swerve action here later. Oregon State, Washington State, who play this weekend, by the way, the, in the de facto Pac-2 title game. That's <laughs> Pac-2 you know, title game, yeah. It, it, it's unfortunate that one of those teams has to lose. There's some rumblings about them working with the Mountain West and maybe something else going on with a promotion relegation gimmick? Have you seen anything about this? That'll never happen in college. It'll never happen in college because kids are supposed to go to a university for an education, not for college football. You can't have kids changing schools simply because they got relegated the year before. Plus, what about scheduling? I mean, they schedule years in advance. You can't do that. With relegation, yeah, it, it's forget it. You can you can ab- you can absolutely you can absolutely do that. It's we don't we don't know the con- we don't know the conference schedule until ten months before the season starts. You can make that you you, you can push that number out till January and say, okay, this is what they were last year. These are the teams that are playing up. These are the teams that are playing down. They're not getting kicked out to FCS or anything like that. It's just they're not playing in this. This particular tier of the league, we're scheduling these eight teams together. We're scheduling these eight teams together. We're scheduling whatever it is. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm not seeing it. it it's not going to work. Oh, and here's another reason, money. Because essentially you have changed conferences. So now all of a sudden, the university... No, you haven't. Taking, you haven't changed. You haven't. Yeah, you your, have. Your, your, piece yeah, of you the, have. your piece of the pie might change. You're the, you're the same. That's you're just the same. It. 
The piece of the well, pie so changes significantly. Look at the EPL versus championship. Okay, in England. As soon as you get relegated into championship from the English Premier League, the first thing every team does is sell off every valuable player they have because they can't afford them anymore. The first thing they do when they go into the Premier League is buy players because all of a sudden now they have the money to be able to do so. You can't do that in college football. You're probably right, but I, w- I want somebody to figure out how to do it because it makes it more interesting. And only for fo- I don't need it for basketball or anything. It's only for freaking football, who's ruined everything about college sports for the last 20 years. Thanks, college football. Let's talk more about college football. Let's make some plays. Let's make some plays. You've got a large card. I have a large card. This is the largest Saturday as far as number of games being played of the entire season. So let's dive into this bad boy. I have way too many plays here. I'm sure I'm going to pay for it, but let's, I, I guess let's figure it out. I'm sure we're going to have a ton of overlap here. By the way, before you, uh, I guess before you hit on them, before you hit on them, uh, last week, mortgage plays, two and one. That was very good. You were only three and five. I was only seven and nine. We did lose some money to the booker, but it's time to make a comeback. We're treading water. We're we're okay. Do we want to? You know, we've got we've got close to the same number of plays. Do you want to go first this week? Sure. Why not? Let's, let's, let, let's, let, let's, let's, like I said, we're treading water. We're trying to we're trying to make the next step here. Maybe we need to tweak up the karma here. Okay. Well, for karma's sake, I have eighteen plays. Mm. This is insane. And the worst thing is, none of them are on Thursday or Friday. It's eighteen oh. plays on Saturday. That's a busy day of football. Starts out near the top of the uh, of the gambling card, not by time, but by the gambling card. New Mexico travels to Massachusetts. Yeah, I'm I'm just at the bottom of the barrel to begin with. But New Mexico now has the hook along with a field goal on the road. They're playing UMass for crying out loud. Uh, Foma Montachucha has missed the last two games he's injured it's unknown we don't know he's probably near death they couldn't even beat eastern michigan last week i'm still riding with dylan hopkins i say wrong team favored new mexico plus three and a half oh wow that that's a horrific football game i i hope you know that it's a horrific football game oh yes absolutely horrific Though it is not the worst game on my card. Why does that not surprise me? (laughs) Good God. Going from the worst to the best, or at least 1A, Florida State at Clemson. Florida State minus two and a half. Clemson isn't any good. This is the week that everybody figures this out. I think Florida State was caught in a look ahead last week. Even if they weren't, even if it was weather, even if Boston College got lucky, that's going to just flip the switch for the Seminoles. Florida State might win this game by double figures. Minus two and a half. Seminoles crush Clemson. We got a match here. I looked at this trying to figure out how do you go the other way with this. And there, there's two just... Two and a half you don't. No, there's, there is no logic here to play Clemson at two and a half. I don't know why this line isn't larger. This feels like a sucker play. But I I looked at all the angles. 
Clemson doesn't have the dudes to match up with Florida State. This this is a circle the calendar game for Florida State. They knew they were going to have to win this game if they wanted to be taken seriously as national contenders. As with all the belly aching they did all year long, oh we're the we're the premier brand in the ACC and all this stuff. They were going to have to put up or shut up. There's blood in the water. I think if they have the opportunity to run it up here, I think they will. I like Florida State big. And this game opened at pick, so it's not like it was ever at three and went down. I think eventually it will get to three, and then you'll see Clemson money. I think it's I think it's stupid money, but what do I know, right? No, I'm not saying it's correct. I'm just saying you'll see Clemson. Yeah, money. exactly. Yeah. Last week I mentioned a favorite tout of mine that I love to play against, especially his four star plays. Well, last week he went zero and six. Hmm. And I'm coming back, and this is his four-star play this week. I'm fading it, of course. Texas, San Antonio, plus 21 over Tennessee. Ooh. Okay. Waited for that to get the three touchdowns, but now I've got it. Whether Frank Harris plays or the other guy, the other guy's got a little, uh, you know, like a little experience now. Yeah. But I think, the, I think they'll look good enough to hang on to Tennessee at 21. Volunteers have bigger fish to fry than Texas San Antonio. Volunteers do have bigger fish to fry. I do wonder if they want to try to work out some kinks after after last week's uh, embarrassment down in the swamp. UTSA has been underwhelming. Ew, that's that's stay away from me. I mentioned this one on Monday. Yeah, I was serious about this. Rutgers traveling to Michigan. 24-point dog. I'm with the Scarlet Knights. I think they'll be able to run the ball just enough to keep the clock going, keep the score down. 24 is an awfully big number for Michigan to cover. I thought you might be on that, and I like where you're going there. Rutgers controlling game, controlling the clock, limiting possessions, trying to take advantage of the new clock rules, which everybody's still mad about. I don't know. Everybody's still singing the praises of Michigan. Oh, you know, they don't have Harbaugh yet. They're still winning games. They really haven't played nobody. And this might be their toughest test of the year so far. Rutgers is decent. And again, they could pose a matchup problem here. I like where you're going. I wasn't gutsy enough to do it myself, but I like where you're going there. Next on the list, Ball State traveling to Georgia Southern. I'm not getting a full touchdown. It's only six and a half, but this is a good spot for Ball State. Georgia Southern coming off that Wisconsin game, looking ahead to Coastal. Yep. I think they just survived this ball game. Wish I had the full touchdown, but I'll take Ball State plus six and a half. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that one. Georgia Southern competed with Wisconsin last week, despite all the issues that wound up, you know, killing them in the game. They went out and laid it on the line. That's a tough. That's a tough bounce back for their good spot for Ball State. For the first time since 2019, the Rice Owls are favored on the road Mm. they are traveling to south florida they are a two and a half point favorite they are going to win this game by more than two and a half points south florida coming off that big game last week i think is going to deflate rice on the road as a favorite kind of scares me but this is an experienced enough team that i don't think they're going to get overwhelmed by the possibility of having to win on the road for all the reasons that we just talked about Georgia Southern, you know, being a bad spot against Ball State, 
this is a glorious spot for Rice to catch South Florida, even on the road. We got a match here. I'm taking the oh, Owls, too. You're, sell- you're selling me on the Owls. It's all about the spot. South Florida was in the game for 60 minutes against Alabama last week. What do they physically and emotionally have left to get up for for Rice? Great spot for the Owls. I like I like Rice here a lot, and uh, and it's a great number. Moving further down the card, USC traveling to Arizona State. It's one of your late night get back games. The total on this is sixty two and a half. Arizona State is so bad that I don't think they're going to help USC much at all on this total. I'm going under 62.5. This may remind people a lot of the Stanford-USC game a couple weeks ago where USC blows the door off off of them in the first half and then nothing happens in the second half. Puts it on cruise control. I can see that happening. Staying with the Pac-12, it's the game. Oregon, Colorado. Colorado having to travel. Travel, I tell you, to Oregon. They're a 21-point dog. This isn't going to be as easy as TCU. I like your idea on Monday of Oregon fair catching and then throwing just four deep bombs to see how many times they can connect. I say it's going to be more than enough to cover the 21 points. I have a play on this. Let's. I, I will go ahead talking now. I'm taking the over. I'm going over 70 and a half in this. That, that's that's a wise move. I think Colorado will be able to get some points. I'm not sold on Oregon's defense, although this is a better defense than Colorado has seen so far. But I think Oregon's going to put up a shit ton of points in this game. I don't think they'll cover the spread by themselves, but I think they're going to try. <laughs> they might. Because I think they have heard nothing but hype about this nickel and dime jabroni program for a month now. And it's like, wait a minute. We're the, we're the measuring stick here in the league you got to come up here and prove it to us. And I think, again, this is where all of all of Dion's chatter and the hype comes back to hurt Colorado because when teams do get in a position where they can run it up to prove a point, I think they'll do it. I think that happens this weekend. I like the over 70 and a half here. Yeah, I could see this game being like 49 to 14 late and then Colorado getting a couple of touchdowns. The back door, trust me, does concern me, but that's how yeah. they'll get over the total is by Colorado scoring meaningless touchdowns. Thankfully, they'll probably give up meaningless touchdowns as well, and the game will finish like sixty-three to thirty-five. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing they they will go to the gun because because Dion's not going to want to look embarrassed, so they will score meaningless meaningless touchdowns to to make the score look more you know competitive than it may actually have been. And remember, Travis Hunter out of the game. That means Colorado's defensive backfield is trash. Oregon is going to run it up. Uh, does Bo Nix get 400 yards before halftime? Ooh. My guess on that is yes. Gun to the head, I'm going to say <laughs> yep. yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Another late night game. I'm not playing this one, but uh, if you can get 21 with California, take them against Washington. The line's 20 and a half right now. Meanwhile, I'm going back to the MAC. Another really good situational play here. Bowling Green at home, a 13-point dog to Ohio. I'm not sure why this number has moved from 9.5 to 13. Uh, It might just be because uh, Curtis Rourke is healthy, but that can change in a heartbeat. 
I like Bowling Green at almost two touchdowns here to be able to stay with Ohio. The talent level is not that different between the top and the bottom of the MAC. I think Bowling Green will be able to hang on here. The Green plus thirteen against Ohio. You dive it in the MAC. You're uh, you're beyond my expertise on that one. Good grief. Okay, so I'll head back to the Big Ten then. Maryland, Michigan State, total fifty three. Michigan State in disarray. I am not impressed with Maryland. I don't think they're that good. I think they'll probably actually have trouble with Michigan State because this is the week that Michigan State says, okay, let's play for the coach. Let's try not to embarrass ourselves like we did last week. They'll hang into this game. I'm not sure if they'll be able to be competitive, but they'll stay under a total of 53. Did I see see this right? We didn't even mention it. Totally glossed over the Mark D'Antonio came back to be the interim here. Is that what I'm seeing on this? Yeah, when you're that desperate. Good grief. They must be paying him good on the side. Good Lord. And wasn't it D'Antonio that like quit in like two weeks or maybe a month before the season about four years ago? Oh, you know what? I think you're right. And I think that's how Tucker got the job in the first place. I have to check the sources on that one. Monkey's in the truck and look that one up later. Meanwhile, I'm heading back to a uh, partial MAC game. Tulsa traveling to Northern Illinois. Here's another under 55 and a half. Northern Illinois is just a, a dormant offense. Good defense. Tulsa's awful. I'm shocked that this number is this high. I I don't think this game's going to break 40. This is probably one of my best plays of the week, under 55 and a half, Tulsa, Northern Illinois. Mm, okay. That's if you one of your best plays of the week, that's that's saying something because you got a lot to choose from. Then the big game of the week. We talked about it on Monday. Yeah, I'm going here. Mississippi plus seven against Alabama. It sounds like uh, Jalen Milrow is going to start for Bama. It don't matter who's starting a quarterback. Wrong team favored. Mississippi wins this game by seven, much less being a seven-point underdog. I told you on Monday it was a stay away for me for all the reasons I talked about then. I am not betting against Nick Saban. In this case, it is a backs against the wall, dog backed into the corner, desperation time for the Tide at home. I had to stay away. Ole Miss might be the better team, and Ole Miss might win this game, but it feels like uh, let's pull out all the stops and try to save the dynasty game for Saban. Because if they lose this game, it's going to get nasty next week. All of the national discussion is going to be bad, and the local discussion will be even worse. I'm looking forward to it. Go Rebs. I'm reading that there may be offensive game plan changes, and that's fine. But the players aren't going to change, so it doesn't matter what you do to the offense. Unless they've got a couple more offensive linemen hiding somewhere that they hadn't played yet. Burn some red shirts or something, but, I mean, good Lord. All right, here we go for another set of bad football. Oh, no. Nevada at Texas State, total 58 and a half. I tried Texas State once against Texas San Antonio going over. I didn't expect San Antonio to be that sluggish. I think Nevada is going to be able to keep pace over 58 and a half. I glanced at that game and tried to talk myself into Texas State and couldn't do it. Jacksonville State at home against Eastern Michigan, who barely defeated Massachusetts. I'll tell you right now, 
if New Mexico wins against UMass, throw every piece of money you have on Jacksonville State minus six. It's going to be easy money. I had this written down as my bonus game. We got another match. You're not going to believe this. We got a match. Uh, taking the brother's alma mater for the only reason he's getting married this weekend. Go Gamecocks. And finally, the third game of this horrible trifecta. Hawaii hosting New Mexico State. The late, late night get-back game. Hawaii, minus three, New Mexico State. Their third road game in a row. Beautiful spot for Hawaii here. Minus three, big, big win for the Rainbow Warriors. Oh, good dig there with the third straight road game. And across, oh man, across the ocean, all that stuff. Yeah, that's a good spot. We already talked about two of the big games of the week. I'm also on the third one. We talked about it Monday. Wrong team favored. Notre Dame plus three at home against Ohio State. Sam Hartman is going to eat up that Ohio State defensive backfield. One, two, three, four. Four mortgage plays this week. My God, I'm also on the Irish. Um, I think Sam Hartman is fantastic. He is not just a system quarterback, uh, as was touted at Wake Forest. Uh, he has stepped on, into Notre Dame and has really given that offense life. Kyle McCord, while improving, he has not seen a defense anywhere near as athletic as what Marcus Freeman has uh, on the Irish defensive side of the ball. I think it, this is this is a stack of of good karma. For Notre Dame here, everything's falling in their uh, in their lap. They got the home field advantage, big time primetime game. It's going to be an outstanding atmosphere in South Bend, and Notre Dame pulls the upset outright. I like Notre Dame plus three as well. I talked about my final two games on Monday. Let's see if I have talked you into them. Iowa, Penn State, over 40 and a half. Nope, not touching it. Do not trust Brian Ferentz at all. Oh, I think Penn State might be able to do this themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Iowa will probably score a defensive touchdown. They'll absolutely score a defensive touchdown. Absolutely. Yeah, good point. (laughs) Finally, late night get back. Number three. Might be number four. I'm not even keeping count now. Kent State, Fresno State, under 49. Kent State is horrible. I like where you're going there. I stayed off it. Totally stayed off it. Might, might be a bad miss by me, but we'll see. So there we go. In all that, we have four mortgage plays. Florida My State. My God. Florida State, minus two and a half against Clemson. Rice, minus two and a half against South Florida. Jacksonville State, minus six against Eastern Michigan. And Notre Dame, plus three against Ohio State. What else do you have on your card, Mikey? Have we ever had four mortgage plays in the same week? I think so we I, had. I think we had five once. Oh my god! I, oh my, I forgot that. It, it four, usually four happens early in the year, and then we we kind of filter out as the year goes on. I'm starting on Friday. I like that spot Purdue's got against Wisconsin, getting five and a half at home. Wisconsin coming off a tough game against Georgia Southern. Purdue, not as bad as we think they might be. I like it. National tele- national television, uh, big time, big 10 game. It, the crowd's going to be into it. 
I'm not sold on on Wisconsin being you know anything. The 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 offensive fit still isn't right there. Uh, I think this is a great spot for Purdue to keep it close, and the game comes down to the last possession. I'll take Purdue plus five and a half. Yeah, if this were seven, I would have taken it. Five and a half was just not enough for me. There's a team down in the Big Twelve that's been getting a lot of run this year because they they beat Alabama and they talked a big game in the off season. Um, Wait, you're betting on South team. Florida? No, look, there's another team in the Big Twelve who hasn't been talking as much, but they've turned the tables this year after a disappointing season last year, and I'm going to ride with them again here. Oklahoma minus 14 and the hook at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's not any good, y'all. Spoiler alert. First year in the Big 12, they ain't no good. Oklahoma is stomping cats, and I think they will continue to do that. That offense looks infinitely better than it did last year, and they got dudes uh, running around on defense. I'm going to take the Sooners 14 in the hook. I don't care. They want you to take Cincinnati, and because of that, I'm taking the Sooners and the uh, laying the points. The hook took me off of the game. Otherwise, I'd be totally with you. I got another game here where I'm, I'm going to jump on the other side of the hook. Auburn, plus 7.5 at Texas A&M. What has Texas A&M shown us this year at all that they have any business being you know, any good? They were supposed to be great in the offseason. Oh, yeah, they're SEC West contender. Come on. Auburn has had a lot of success going into College Station and upsetting A&M at times over the last uh, few years. I like the number here. I think Auburn is, this feels like a, they are a disruptor this year. And Auburn is, Auburn is at their best when they are a disruptor. I'm not, I'm not sure they're going to win this game, but they're going to give A&M more trouble than the Aggies expected and Auburn is going to have a lead here in the fourth quarter with a chance to win this game. I'm going to take the points here. Auburn plus seven and the hook at A&M. So in other words, by transit of property, you're saying Texas A&M is no better than California. I might be saying that, yes. Jump into the ACC. Boston College last week gave Florida State hell. The red bandana game, you know, big time opponent coming into town. They got to turn around and go on the road now against Louisville. And I think for the same reasons we talked about betting against South Florida, same reasons we talked about betting against Georgia Southern, I'm going against Boston College here. I'm going to take Louisville minus 13 and a half. I'm not sure Louisville is, is at the same level as the other top teams in the ACC, but their schedule breaks great for them. Boston College is not a good football team. They're going to be emotionally spent from last week and having to go on the road. Louisville gets a comfortable win here. Give me the cards, minus 13 and a half. Yeah, I almost went here as well, but I'm leveraged pretty heavy on Louisville right now, and I'm not real comfortable about it. They'll win the game. I'm just not sure if they'll cover. There's a, there's another ACC team getting a lot of smoke blown up its ass this week. I'm going on this game primarily because of the reason I should have gone on last week's game and, and didn't. But I told you last week, when was the last time that Kansas was favored on the road against Power 5 team by three touchdowns or by four touchdowns? And I, I, I should have jumped on Nevada strictly for that. I'm going to jump on UConn this week, plus 21 and a half against Duke. Hey, you beat Clemson. That's really good. You looked really good against Northwestern. I think Duke's a pretty good football team this season. Riley Leonard's been fantastic at quarterback. They're going to be good. I think UConn mans up. 
21 and a half is too much here. More like 14 and a half. There's some value with UConn here. They've struggled so far this year, but I think this is the week where the Huskies turn it around and keep a game somewhat competitive. Duke struggles for a half. They score late and, and make it comfortable, but they don't get to 21 and a half. Give me the Huskies. As much as the Duke basketball team is a bunch of bad guys, the Duke football team's a bunch of good guys. I don't see them running up the score on UConn. I think you got the right side. Also correct. The, the offense is not made to run up the score. No, but like Riley that. Leonard I, could. <laughs> Riley Leonard could. You're not wrong on that. Going out west here. This is an under-the-radar matchup. That it just, you know, it's just being you know, suffocated by all of the other great games this week. UCLA on the road at Utah. Early seat. Big game in the Pac-12. I think we're under. I think we're underselling what UCLA is bringing to the table. I'm going to take the Bruins on the road here, plus four and a half. I like. I love the number. That's why I'm going with the Bruins here. I love the number. If it gets into a field goal touchdown gimmick, I'm safe on with the hook here. Utah, yeah, they beat Florida, and we're, I'm still not sure Florida's great. They weren't overwhelming though. If you look at what they, you know, if you look at the quarterback play, they hit one big play and then struggled. They struggled to make plays until the very end of the game against Baylor. They struggled last week uh, on the offensive side of the ball. I like UCLA here a lot. I think they can win this game outright, even going up into the mountains. It's a big-time game. I think they'll be ready for it. Give me UCLA plus four and a half. It's unfortunate this game is on at the same time as Mississippi-Bama and Colorado-Oregon. Yeah. So I really want to see both of these freshman quarterbacks go. This game might be an overreaction to what happened last week, but I said in the preseason that I thought LSU was going to win the SEC West and go to the playoff, and they looked fantastic against Mississippi State last week. Arkansas had to fight for 60 minutes and lost at home to BYU, and now they got to go on the road to Death Valley. LSU team heating up, starting to get hot here ready to throw the ball over the field. They got dudes that can make plays. I, I It's a bad number, but I'm taking it anyway because I think LSU is going to blow them out. Give me the Tigers minus 17 and a half. Yeah, that's a bad number, and I think it might be a bit of an overreaction. Uh, this this might be the first game where I'm really on the opposite side of you. And, and like, and I, I've got it, Mark. This is one of the ones I probably should have scratched, and, and, but I'm not because I, I – this is me. This is preseason Mikey saying LSU is going to be really, really good. This is an opportunity for them to prove me right this week. I'm going to stick by my guns there. I talked about Texas earlier. I made the joke a couple of weeks ago. Hey, you know, t- t- Texas, you know, they're going to, they'll, they'll lose something stupid like, like against Baylor down the road. And because of that, I'm actually going to take the points. I'm going to take Baylor this week plus 15, uh, plus 15. Is it 15 or 15 and a half? We got an updated number on that. I've got it written down both ways and I can't read my own damn writing. Uh, actually, I don't see 15 and a half, but I'll give you 15. Uh, it's floating okay. between 14 and a half and 15. Okay, I had fi- all right. I had 15 down then. All right, so if we're going to take 15 here. Texas, again, fought last week against Wyoming. Baylor is always up for this game. The Bears are going to show out uh, with the Longhorns in town. It's in Waco. Texas has struggled at times, having to go up by 35 here. It's going to be a hot atmosphere. I think Baylor just gives them fits for a while. I think Texas wins the game, uh, but not before uh, Baylor makes it way too interesting for the Horns' uh, uh, liking here. If it was less than two touchdowns, I'm staying off. But since I got 15, I'm going to take the Bears here. That's a good spot. 
you know, Texas has a couple of home games that are probably more important to them than, uh, than yeah. Baylor on the road. Yep. You mentioned this one earlier, and you said you would have been on the other way of it. I'm sold on Washington right now. They're the best team in the country. I think Washington is should be ranked number one in all the polls right now. Michael Penix is a monster. They are throwing the ball all over the yard. They get Cal coming to them. You said if you could find 21, but it's not 21. I got 20. I'll lay 20 and a half. I think Washington can can beat Cal by three touchdowns. I think they'll actually win by five touchdowns. But I love everything Washington's doing right now. And it feels like it's if if Washington is going to keep you know doing this, I'm going to stay on them. I love the Huskies right now. Give me Washington minus 20 and a half. Yeah, you, you got the right side of the number, that's for sure. And yep. I didn't take Cal at plus 20 and a half just for that reason. Too close for me, but uh, hey, again, you got the right side of the number. That's half the battle. And the last game I've got, we talked about one of these games earlier this week, and I talked myself out of that one, but I stayed on. There are two instances of the Sun Belt going on the road to the Mountain West this week, which I love. Fantastic. I talked myself out of App State. I had App State plus the points at Wyoming, and I talked myself out of it. But after seeing James Madison last week, I really like what the Dukes are doing here. I've been talking them up for a couple of years now. Big time opportunity for them to go on the road and get a, a non-conference Power 5 win at Utah State. Utah State, eh? I don't know what we got here. James Madison went in and shut down a really, really good Troy offense last week. And I think James Madison's defense, defense travels. And I think it'll travel this week on the road. I know it's second week in a row here, but I think James Madison's going to be jacked up after uh, after stealing that one down in the Wiregrass uh, and upsetting the Trojans. I like James Madison here, and I'm on the right side of the touchdown. I'll lay James Madison minus six and a half. Yeah, Utah State is not a very good football team. Yeah. If you watch that uh, midweek game against Air Force, they were not competitive at all. I, no, Air Force, Air Force dropped the hammer on them. Jumped them early. I think it was 27 nothing at one point. Yeah, Air Force jumped on them right out of the bat and just dropped the hammer on them. It was impressive. So That's it. That's my list. That's a big list. We got a ton of games that y'all can play this week. But if you're only going to play four, then it's going to be our mortgage plays of the week. Florida State, minus two and a half against Clemson. Rice, minus two and a half against South Florida. Jacksonville State, minus six against Eastern Michigan. Notre Dame, plus three against Ohio State. Make sure you get your best number, especially on those that are right around a field goal. Absolutely. I have nothing else for the listening audience. I'm worn out. I'm worn out, too. Let's go make some money and enjoy a Saturday full of great college football games for joe montana brady quinn ron Paulus, and bino cook that's the best producer in the business alan caps i'm mikey watson we will do this again monday god incredible incredible slate of games this weekend this is why they made college football saturdays enjoy it we'll talk about it right here next monday on six years seniors